begin. Heaven high, Nicholas. Heaven high, finally, after all this time, we're back on land and our sea legs have sprouted. Oh, mine still haven't. I'm still, I'm still wobbling around all over the place because it's only been a week since the end of our cruise. That's right, and a lot happened in that week. Uh, Trevor Horn reformed the Buggles. They found evidence of life on Titan. Uh, Western Samoa changed his flag, of course. Sean Connery died, sad one there. There was that stuff with Michael Parkinson, and the Mennonite Educational Institute in Canada was awarded the majority of free school slots in the UK. It's a lot to happen in just one week. Did you write a script? No. <laughs> Very good. But I have to admit that the Mennonite Educational Institute did happen to pop up in Wikipedia <laughs> as I was uh, looking for something. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, yes, the, we, we a lot of time on sea and now we're on land. And since then, you've um, you've become bourgeois, literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you've decided that Dexter wasn't sufficient for your feline needs. So you've gotten a better cat. I was feline like I needed a new cat. So it's, What's it's, the topic today? It's You're in charge of the topic today, remember? The topic today is, why don't we listen... <laughs> You've forgotten. ...to... <laughs> you forgot your topic. Sir David Attenborough, oh, and stop yeah. having such big families when the population doesn't want them. That's right. There's too many populations. There's too many populations in London and the Earth. What's the problem? Yeah. So, yes, so we've got... uh, Laura wanted a kitty cat, a little kitten. Some friends of ours' cat got pregnant by mistake. (laughs) Right. It wasn't one of these ones where, oh, you should have spayed it. It's an indoor cat and only 11 months old. And despite that, managed to run away, get pregnant, came back a month later, full of cats. Dirty, sinful hussy. I know, 11 months old. So you imagine what the cat was like. cat needed a cream the cat should have got its cream tea yes loose loose little pussy and <laughs> and yeah so we got one of them and she's a demon is she yes well i noticed that dexter seems to have been persecuting her substantially no quite quite the opposite i've seen the photos of dexter were basically trying to swallow her like a python <laughs> <laughs> that photo is amazing. It's a brilliant optical illusion. But no, the she, Lucy, it turns out, is short for Lucifer. Right. And she is hell-bent on the destruction of everything. I mean, this is a cat that chews on radiators. <laughs> right. Yeah, she a lot of success there. <laughs> She's pretty. I won't be surprised. She managed to pull one of the banisters out of the staircase the other day. Good heavens. She's really quite quite the thing, and poor Dexter, she just unrelentingly attacks him. He's so good with her. He tries his very best not to hurt her. Right. And she just won't stop. And eventually he'll pin her down and have his, you know, his teeth round her backside and say, look, I can chop you in half now, now go mm. away. And she'll just turn around and attack him straight away again. It just doesn't stop. So Dexter's learning his place. Yes, he is. Good. thing he looks so sad now well he and literally then... is sad you've made your primary cat very upset well we're stressed. doing a good i'm doing a very good job of looking after him so he gets lots of just daddy time without lucy around and we you know he's lucy obviously can't go outside so we go and hang out in the garden together and we just have we have boys time <laughs> right yeah, where so... where that where the horrible lucy and the horrid laura can yes. stay inside <laughs> those dreadful dreadful y chromosomes do cats yeah. do that? Are cats X? Well, I suppose they're mammals. They must be yeah, similar. Well, I would have thought so, yes. 
and, I think yeah. I don't think that's exclusive to to Jesus beings. And we went and uh, we went and dug the lawn. I uh, dug the lawn. That would be naughty. We went and dug the flower bed the other day. Did you? I was using a spade. Dexter was using his front paws. He's very helpful. Really? <laughs> yeah, some... I'm sure he, his whole intent was to help you. Well, I was there digging the garden. He ran up and started digging the garden too, and he hadn't done a poo to bury. So, what um, is your response to this uh, Syria thing then? Do you know, I'm so stuck on this one. I know prevaricating and not doing anything is not the right answer. Yes. I mean, I'll I'll tell you, here's where I am at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's here's what I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate that when people vote against doing anything, they cheer as if it's a good news story and get all gloaty about it. Because, no, it's not a good news story. It means it's a hideous news story because it means that all... Our attempts after the Second World War to put things into place whereby we would intervene in hideous situations like this no longer work. Mm-hmm. And that's not something to go hurrah, hurrah about like the Labour Party did when they defeated that vote. That's, yes. and, you know, and as I said, people were walking out of the House of Commons all very proud of themselves. And on the television, in televisions in the lobby and in the bars were the photographs of the school that uh, Assad had just bombed. So you know it, it, that's the sort of thing that we had to uh, we had to contemplate. But on the other hand, as you said, we do have issues where uh, it's not simple to uh, solve them. Like, are we do we support Assad or do we support Al Qaeda and various offshoots of the Muslim Brotherhood? Uh, yes, which, is, which is, seems to be the chance, the, the choice that we're given, which is is not a nice one. It's a real rock and hard place thing because, yeah, look at Egypt. I mean, mm. it was everyone. The, again, the media was very hooray. We're overthrowing Egypt. Woohoo! It's like with the mm. Muslim Brotherhood. That doesn't seem like a good plan. Yes, and then the Muslim Brotherhood decided that they were going to be dismantling democracy, as indeed has has happened by and uh, humans Hamas. dismantling humans. Yes, too. Uh, yeah, and that has happened in Hamas. So that was going to be the last uh, election that Egypt had. Yes, but then, but then the old guard, helped by the military, took over again and did a coup and started killing lots of other people. And you think, well, on the one hand, good that the Muslim Brotherhood have been overthrown. On the other hand, oh dear, we've just had a military coup, and you can't really support that. So it seems like all pat ethics and philosophies have been flushed down the toilet. And the only thing I would request is that when stop the war, march up and down as they were yesterday and saying, "Hurrah, oh. we we've secured." Uh, Syria's sovereignty, that's not really the result that one hopes for. It so makes me so angry, but it is, it is the, it's this uh, new left position, isn't it? The left-wing position now is to support all tyrannical regimes in the name of uh, sovereignty. not allowing Western intervention. Yes, but also, weirdly, sovereignty. And when you think about socialism's supposed notion of the brotherhood of man, uh, and then to say, well, no, each state is sovereign. No, the notion of a sovereign state is a very reactionary 19th century right-wing notion. The whole point of socialism was it was a universalist and a globalist mm-hmm. uh, philosophy. So these people say, well, these people far away are nothing to do with us, and anyway, it's their sovereign state and blah, blah, blah. No, no, you're missing the point there of, of, of all... And the spirit of all those people in England, for example, who went to fight in the Spanish Civil War. Okay, it was Spain, but that didn't stop people supporting people against Franco. Like it just it, this, it's so naive and so childish, and I know it's just all this horrendous reaction to what happened in Iraq. 
Mm. Uh, because people think that they were therefore right. Oh, yes, we said we shouldn't go in a bomb there, and therefore, mm. because it went badly, we, we were right. And there's, there's no rationale to that. There's no logic to that. Well, it's quite, it's quite racist, actually, because a lot of what's underpinning what people are saying is, well, these are Arabs, and they don't really need or appreciate what we need or appreciate. Now, of course, if this were happening in a city down the road, you know, if somebody... I said, you know, again, I need to be beaten. If somebody in Surrey or a group of people in Surrey yes. were gassed to death, a group of children, would we want to react? Would we react? We'd probably trace back, even if the people who did the gassing were like fifth generation Brits, we'd mm. trace them back to whichever country their ancestors came from and bomb that country. Mm. Uh, it does show how the ethics doesn't work. If some, if your next door neighbour, if somebody threatened to gas your next door neighbour, you'd hope you'd react and want to prevent it. Yes. Even, even if you possibly put yourself or other people in danger by doing it, it would just be your instinct, wouldn't it? You'd hope. You'd, ass- you'd assume so, yes. So at what point does that not remain the case? And if you had an, another neighbour whom you didn't really like and who you thought was actually, OK, they were going to intervene, but while they were there, they were probably going to steal their jewellery, you would still say, well, OK, fine, I need your help now. And even if you steal their jewellery, it's the best of all worse outcomes. Uh, but that's not the sort of utilitarianism that people are thinking about. And when people accuse me or anybody else who thinks of intervention as a possibility of warmongering, I will say, well, no, it's not that I support the necessary beliefs or outcomes of those who would want to intervene, but it seems sometimes to be, of all the hideous options, the most least hideous. Yes, and, and people seem to want to say, well, if it doesn't create immediate heaven on earth, it means by definition we shouldn't do it. And I think that's a very simplistic way of looking at, at things and is an excuse for a lot of uh, cowardly inaction. But in this case, I genuinely don't know what's the least hideous option. Yeah, no, it's, I, a, it's such a tough one. I mean, bombing doesn't seem like it would work because it's going to... It's going to receive, you know, the, the backlash is going to be horrendous. Rush is going to go completely insane. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're going to have him give up his chemical weapons, and so it's okay. Well, I wonder whether specific targeted bombing would have worked in as much as if we simply said, right, you all your airfields, all your airports, every place that a plane can take off in Syria will now be bombed and, and you'll be unable to fly anymore. Would that, wouldn't that have helped? I don't know. I have no idea. No. But every time I listen to people on the radio who have been uh, attacked by the regime, it's usually via aeroplane. So I would have thought disabling his air, his air force would be useful, but then again, I don't know. I'm just uh, an amateur at all this. But then the other problem is that we uh, that we've never successfully managed targeted bombing. So you know, why haven't we? Uh, it's bizarre to me because I know the computing power available, and you know the computing power available. Look at all those pretty three D graphics. It's not. <laughs> is it that difficult a physics problem to have a missile follow a good GPS trajectory? 
Well, number one, you've got that your intelligence has got to be correct. And number two, you've got to not be bombing a country where the leader is so completely evil and insane that he wouldn't bury orphans underneath. Which they tend to do. They the, tend to the, use the human shields. Yes. yes, exactly. So, you know, there's just no guaranteed mm. route to that being a non-lethal, you know, a non uh you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, but can't we just bomb Mr. Assad's head? Yes. Well, why can't we just ask Mr. Assad to be nice? It's true. We could do it. We could try that. Hooray for the Russians, though. They're certainly so ethically and morally sound. <laughs> why, are we in a, why are we in a league with the baddies? <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Uh, and it's funny, they're not even... It's like that Michelin web sketch. They're not even trying not to be the baddies. I know. What, with all, what with all the gay stuff in their own country as well. But there's not, But even even obviously the, the the despicable homosexuality laws in, in Russia. You know, like that was like that was like their big public statement of look how look how evil we really are. But then yeah. all you have to do is find out anything that's going on in that country. You just have to yes. look at the the Putin youth. Yes, the, these these kids who go around running protection rackets and have posters of him on their walls and have cult meetings. And all the journalists who suspiciously die every month in Russia, yes. who just happen to have. Um, Said something nasty about Mr. Putin. On how if you want to run a business, you have to be paying to money to a mafia organisation. Mm. Or you, your myster- business mysteriously goes missing. So next holiday, you're going to St. Petersburg. Oh, you Absolutely. see the pretty buildings. Yeah. And then off to Beijing straight after. Yeah. So we're in, we're in this... It's so... If you think of it like a, like a science fiction or a comic book thing. It's like Superman and Batman going into league with Lex Luthor. Yes. It doesn't and, make any sense. And Lex Luthor has the veto on any action that anybody ever takes. That's right. Yeah. It's, you can't put goodies and baddies in the same league and then have them deal with other baddies. Ah, but we want Lex Luthor's gas, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Can't, I think we should start... That's why I support fracking. Okay. Because any option and any opportunity to extricate ourselves to any degree from Russia and Saudi Arabia... Even if it does cause a bit of rumbling in the Cotswolds, <laughs> I frankly don't care. I live in the Cotswolds, you be careful. I don't care if the whole of Bath just collapses into a big pit. <laughs> it kind of already has. Yes. It's already quite low down to start with. Well, the yeah, again, I'm in the same situation with fracking as I'm with Syria. I don't know what to think because both sides are baddies. You've yeah. got the horrible oil magnates and evil companies who don't care and just want to make more profit. And then the people against it are stupid, whining, anti-anything whingebags who aren't putting forth any sort of helpful scientific arguments. Yes. So I don't know what to think. I don't know what I think about fracking either. I think I'm erring on the side of fracking at the moment until I until I hear something convincing otherwise. But all I've heard thus far has been a little bit... Um, scaremongering a little yes. bit reactionary a little bit oh we need to start knitting all our tents out of hemp <laughs> yes yeah, so that's that's my problem with the uh, the mm. argument again this is the hemp based argument it's just too much hemping far too much hemp and not nearly enough rigorous scientific scrutiny i need yeah. ben goldacre to write me a book oh fracking can we we need to um make sure that all our um all our listening colleagues make use of that term we need to call it hemping saying there's far too much hemping going on we need this to be popularized i want this to be in the next oxford english dictionary please so hemping's kind of like the opposite to greenwash yes hemping exactly hemping is where um 
let me is where one uses reactionary anti-scientific arguments in order to prevent some aspect of industrialized progress, progress. to happen progress. Yes. Yes. Um, where the the substance of the argument is not sufficient to be persuasive to a rigorous disinterested party <laughs> you're writing your encyclopedia entry <laughs> yes but the um emotional force of the argument is related to sentimentalizing the sentimentalizing nature partakings of the natural fallacy and so forth and in a mixture of Luddite and neophovism. How about that? Okay. It's beautiful. Okay. Dexter is freaking out downstairs and I don't know why. Okay, good. How's your new house? It's it's lovely. Is it? Is it yeah. really? Why? It's my house, Nick. I own it. But, yeah, who actually owns it? Who well, actually nation, owns it? The Nationwide mostly owns it. Would you like to give a shout-out for the Nationwide? They sent some lovely... They sent the loveliest care package you ever saw. A care package? Wow. So this, um, this big box arrived about a week after we moved in. Uh-huh. And inside was uh, washing-up liquid and cloths and... Uh, toilet roll and kitchen towel, a couple of mugs, some coffee, some tea, some UHT milk. Oh, UHT um, milk is the best. Milk. But just a whole bunch of stuff that you need when you've moved into a house and you don't have everything in place yet. And that Very made lovely. you forgive them for the financial crisis. I'm not sure. I think Nationwide are, are good guys, aren't they? Are they? I have no I think idea. They're ethically, I think they are ethical investors. Good. I'm not Ooh. certain. I'd like to them to be, though, so I'll, I'll believe it. Unlike the co-op, who've gone completely useless. They have. They've all fallen apart, haven't they? A billion and a half hole in their bank. How did that happen? Uh, that's what I think people are asking them now. <laughs> yes. And so, the, and so they're saying that they're going to sell shares in their company. Oh, right. They're, the cooperative bank... How does that work? ...is going to sell shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the current bondholders at first, but of course, you know, that doesn't last long. No. So it's going to be a floated cooperative, so not a cooperative anymore, um, and then you won't have any... Will it be a PLC? I don't know, I don't know. But then you won't have any control over who's owning those shares, and no longer will they be ethically trading as a consequence of that. That sounds rather complicatedly peculiar to me. And they're also going to divide the bank into two banks. Uh-huh. And one of the banks is going to have all the bad assets in it, and one of the other banks can have all the good assets in it. Oh. And apparently, you can do that. And who's going to buy the bad bank? I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming Mr. and Mrs. the government. Maybe, maybe we can sell it to Russia, since they like bad things. If they can't raise a billion dollars, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, a billion pounds even, pretty fast, the government is going to step in. Hmm. So. So, so John, um, did you know there's a link between the size of a father's testicles and how active he is in bringing up his children? I did not know that, but I'm gonna, you, you can tell the listeners that while I break Lucy Dextrop because he's hurting her now. Hang on. Researchers at Emory University, US, beast. said those with smaller testicles were more likely to be involved with nappy changing, feeding, and bath time. And you are being chained by my fingertip. Hmm. They've been separated. 
Have they? Dexter doesn't have any testicles. He does no testicles, and therefore he's absolutely abysmal at raising his child. Bob Geldof is going to travel to space. Really? He's got enough, has he? <laughs> you see, that sounds like one of my earlier headlines, but no, that's true. He's going, in, he's going into space in 2014. On a that's Lynx good. X2 privately built spacecraft. It's good to see that that's how he wants to spend all the money that he's saved by not paying sufficient number of taxes. That's right, and save all the babies in Africa. He's going to be the first Irishman in space. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Yes. What so, happened to your Mr. Your Mr. Old um, uh, Linux man who wanted to raise eighty-five million billion pounds on Kickstarter or whatever? He raised about a fifth of that, and it's all gone away. Didn't get a penny of it. He didn't get a penny of it. No. Uh, I think that he's going to try some similar stunt again, possibly at a, at a, on a smaller scale uh, or, or something more professional with um, the phone manufacturers. And if that doesn't work, I think he'll just give up. I think he'll, he's, I think he's having enough of this and he'll get bored and go and do something else. Yeah. But doesn't he want to go back into space? Ubuntu Edge. I imagine he probably does now, away from all this nonsense. <laughs> just live there forever. Go and live in space. We well, we live in space now. That is true. We just We're have charging a bit of air. around it. We are very fast, very fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> That's lovely. Did you go ride on a tractor? Not quite, but we went into the Miracle of Birth Hall, <laughs> where wow. animals in very small hot pens were forced to give birth while thousands of people watched and made noises. Oh, and for example, as is America's want, the there were sows uh, who were lying inside a big uh, confinement cage on their back uh, while they couldn't move at all while their piglets suckled from them. So there we are. Oh, that's nice. It is nice, isn't it? What's that noise in the background? I'm not sure. Shall I answer the phone? No. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I wonder what. Did you get to see? Did you get to see the miracle of birth? Um, I didn't watch it happening at that particular point in time. No, because a, mi- uh, a miracle of birth, presumably the baby would just appear outside the mummy animal. I would imagine passing so. Passing through the mummy's vagina. Yes, of course. Don't don't yeah. use don't use rude, hideous words on our telephone conversation, please, Jonathan. What if the NSA got involved? So, were you surprised by any of the revelations? No! I wasn't surprised, but I hope you were still disgusted, because some people say, oh, not surprised, but... Oh, no, no, not like that. But I already knew about it. I thought everyone did. I thought, you know, Echelon is there. We've got these giant golf ball satellites in Yorkshire, paid for by British money, on a met- which is American soil. That spies on, Amer- on British and European companies for America, yes. That's right, and indeed spies on all ca- telecommunications and email communications in and out of the country. No, what is new... What, what I sort of suspected but was worried was a little bit too tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist yeah. is how the NSA have inserted back doors into all Cisco routers and that kind of thing with, with Cisco's cooperation. And That's that was amazing. The, and, and all proprietary uh, software, so virus checkers, Microsoft operating systems, all those sorts of things have backdoors inserted into them via the NSA, which is why the NSA don't have to worry about decryption. 
because they because they've just got all the back doors there anyway. Isn't it lovely? Will you turn your phone off? Okay, I suppose I could. Who's calling you? I don't know. It's an it's a number that's not referenced properly. But they can they they can call me on my mobile if they're that interested. Oh, is it your landline? It is a landline. Well, it's an IP phone line. I was going to say it sounds like a landline from 1920. It does, doesn't it? Do you, do you like the sound of it? Does it sound No, exciting? I'm very annoyed that it's happening. I can only imagine your rage were it happening at this end. I wouldn't allow it to happen at your end. I could press the D&D button. Shall I do that? Yes. Okay. I've just pressed D&D. There you go. Good. Excellent. So, you were, uh, you were saying that uh, you were perfectly happy about being spied on because if you... Have, if you've done nothing wrong... Well, I've got to nothing to about. hide. Yeah, exactly. So why, sh- why should I be worried about um, having no, <laughs> no human rights whatsoever? Exactly. Stop, stop being worried about such trivial things. And No let's... one has ever, 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 ever gone to prison for something they didn't do. No. It's not possible. And nobody's ever, ever, ever exploited correctly these sorts of overarching abilities. Ever. No. Not once. Never. It's never happened. So if you're a perfectly innocent human being, you've got nothing to worry about. I think what we should do is anyone who complains about it, we should just put them in prison straight away. In that current policy? <laughs> it could be. Especially if you tweet about it. Don't tweet about it or you'll go to prison. No. T- apparently on Twitter, uh, saying any naughty word will cause you to have your spleen removed. That's well, under, it's kind of convenient. Yeah. If you need your spleen removed, it saves a lot of bother. It is, isn't it? Oh, you're so distracted. Well, what I'm, the hell I'm is going on? I've been phoned left, right, and centre by various people. <laughs> is your company just exploded or something? Possibly, but actually, Victoria tried to phone me now on my mobile, but that's very odd. And um, no, I think everybody, but that wasn't her last time. I think everybody right at this second is trying to phone me. Everybody in the world is trying to call me, John. I might give you a call. See if you're in. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm in though. See if you're busy. I'm busy trying to deal with the Mennonite Educational Institute and their policies on vaccination. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you had your little kitten vaccinated? Uh, She's had the first round of jabs. I need to get the second round done. Uh, Was she upset by them? Uh, That was before we got her. Oh, right. I see. She, uh, well, she's too young to have had her precious reproductive organs ripped out of her eyes. Far too young for that. She's only she's only about 11 weeks. How cruel that you removed her from her little mummy. Her mummy removed her. Her mummy didn't like her one bit. Oh, really? Fincher's mummy didn't like her either. And I've come to see why. In <laughs> yes. <this case. laughs> yes. You've got a psycho kitten. Who does Lucy... Whom does Lucy prefer? You or Laura? I, I don't know. Laura was really nervous that because I'm going to be the one spending the day with her that... She'd kind of grow close to me, but she seems to prefer mummy cuddles to daddy cuddles. Yeah, I think the more she stays around you, the more she realises that Laura's the best one. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Although Dex has, ne- Dex has never accepted that she's she comes before him in my life. No. Which is fair enough, really. But then you didn't accept that either. So no. It's perfectly good. So how did you find moving into your new home? Was it the most stressful thing you've ever done since dying? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too bad... Uh, but it was, yeah, it was just tedious. I think that's the main issue. You had the men. We had the men. We just decided to throw money at all the problems. And did the that's men help? 
It's the beautiful thing about buying a house is once you're spending money in the hundreds of thousands region, then suddenly, suddenly two thousand pounds seems like nothing. Whereas if in in rational, <laughs> exactly, well, in we, the we rational world, two, we didn't pay. I think it cost us about seven hundred and fifty pounds. Well, to have that's the nothing. That's that. When you're buying a house, that seems like seventy five p. Exactly. That's like for another seven fifty. Whatever. We're spending millions. Yes. Exactly. And it, oh, yeah. And it's great. You, if you if the other thing is if you want stuff like if there's if you're looking to get some bits and pieces. Mm. Move house and then bits and pieces have just become pocket change. Exactly. What else? a new telly? What a... Yeah, new, we just got a new fridge. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. May as well. May as well, since it basically doesn't cost anything when you. It's a rounding error. <laughs> That's right. The numbers <laughs> you're dealing with are so berserk. Hmm. I hope you've got a proper mortgage that you're paying back the capital on. Yes, we're not paying back interest, no. Good. I don't even know if they would be so stupid as to offer the interest-only mortgages these days. You can They're... get in quite a pickle with those. So many people I know had them. It seems like the most ridiculous thing ever to put yourself through. I wouldn't. I would. I would not have. I would not take a mortgage on that term. It would why just make me feel you, why sick. Why wouldn't you just rent at that point? You're not getting any house for it. All the monthly payments. Well, the hope is that you're what. What you will. What you are of course doing, John, is you're wisely investing. <laughs> <laughs> the capital amount every month for 25 years and then 25 years time ta-da you'll be able to pay for the house that's lovely isn't it yeah i'm sure it always works out just like that yes mm. well that was well, the theory no, our mortgage should be paid off in a mere 30 years time 30 year mortgage oh mine was 25 years i'm surprised they give 30 year mortgages what with the credit crunch it's all loosening up again so when we we didn't think we we're going to be able to buy this year because we didn't have a 15 percent deposit and then suddenly 10 10 percent deposits appeared again hmm. so it's creepy crawling its way back to naughty land oh really but it meant that we got you know it meant that we could move house and stuff so that's good and then at the age ripe old age of 66 i'll own a house <laughs> <laughs> Is it a nice house or is it a rubbish house? It's a really nice house. It's it's in you know there's the people who lived here before were were gutter snipes. Mm. So we had to do things like tear up the carpets in a couple of rooms where they'd allowed their rats and rabbits to wee all over them for a long time. Why do they do that? Uh, I don't because they were gutter snipes. Yeah, that's still no excuse. Uh, so yeah, oh my goodness, the smell! It took weeks to get the smell out of one of the rooms. Right, it's monstrous. Um, but then otherwise. It's in relatively good condition. The walls are all a bit cigarette smoky, so we need to redecorate lots of rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, get rid of that awful smell from everywhere. Plus, the smell of other people is bad yes. enough, even if it weren't particularly obnoxious. Much like I'm the very first person Laura ever kissed, I've decided this <laughs> in the same by the same logic. I'm yes. the very first person who ever lived in this house. Yes, I just prefer it that way. Yes, you don't want to think of. People's rutting stainedness. Did Victoria ever kiss anyone before she married you? No, of course not. Including, no remember, we never met anybody whom she wasn't kissing before. That's true. Mm. <laughs> I always want to bring this up on our, on on the podcast, but I never do. Yeah. Well, sadly, I, I had two lots of evidence of the contrary. So, yeah. Yeah. How odd. It would be peculiar if we weren't such mature grown-ups about it. It would be, wouldn't it? But, but we're such we're almost French in our um, maturity about such things. I just think to balance it out, you should give Laura one big snog. Uh, but she's got cooties. She is disgusting. 
She's got cooties. She is revolting. A revolting human being. Oh, well, but she does all the science. She does do mo- She's only doing most of the science at the moment because she's got a couple of PhD students working with her. Oh, right. She, oh, she's got some science slaves. Science slaves. How exciting for her. Is she enjoying telling them to do two-thirds of the science? Pick up my test tubes! I Surprise. imagine she's, she's, a, she's a hard taskmaster, mistress. I think she's quite nice to have as a boss, it sounds like. Why don't you have her as a boss? <laughs> she, I could hire her to run Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Yeah, why not? Um, because can, you ima- can you imagine, though, um, the having your wife be a major part of your business? That wouldn't work. Well, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Because she's only a lady. Well, also... I imagine that um, some of your colleagues might wonder whether she's a disinterested party. Well, this her, her disinterest in video games might be the giveaway clue. Well, no, disinterest in video games is good. I think, in a weird way, for somebody to manage rock, paper, shotgun, if they had no interest in either senses of the word in video games, it would be quite good, because they wouldn't be distracted or be swayed. They would run it as a business. Oh, so you're suggesting that I employ my wife as, say, my driver? No, as, say... She could drive me from the the bedroom to the study. No, the chief whip. Chief whip? Yes. So she she goes around and makes all the others agree with me? (laughs) Well, yes, and make sure that they are in the lobby when they need to be and so forth. Okay. Hmm. I'm sure there are certain of your colleagues who you think would deserve a good whipping. That's that's very true. That's a good point, especially now we've got some freelancers. You know, oh, do you? Do you? Well, well let, let's not call them freelancers. Let's call them by their proper names, and that's unpaid interns. Unpaid. Of course, we have many unpaid interns. <laughs> freelancers are paid. That's that's generally the unpaid intern we do have is Lucy. Yes. Well, sounds. I got to say, it was so funny. I because I, you know I'm very frequently on Twitter ranting and raging at other yes. companies that don't pay their staff. And for instance, like um, Imagine Publishing and Pocket Gamer, and various other major companies who don't pay their interns. Yes. To do full time jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very regularly shouting about this and naming and shaming and so on on Twitter. And so when I had when we had Lucy review um, uh, a game the other week. Mm-hmm. I just videoed her pouring at the screen and then giving the game a score. Mm-hmm. Um, I put, I tweeted it saying, you know, this is a world. Ex- it was genuinely a world exclusive review. I got the permission from the developers to run our review ahead of release, um, so Lucy did genuinely have a world exclusive. Um, and I said a world exclusive review written by our unpaid intern. I got these furious tweets from people. How dare you not pay your interns? <laughs> did, did anybody apologise? No, of course not. I saw some of that and I wondered where the people... I thought you were quite brave because now, effectively, you're going to be branded a hypocrite. <laughs> so, first of all, why would you even refer to an intern as unpaid in public? Exactly, our unpaid intern, Lucy. <laughs> I did like some of the people um, who commented on that and took it further and went on about how, why, why you were like... It's just tokenistic that you've got a woman. <laughs> That's right, a female cat reviewer. A female cat reviewer. Yes, as I say, the RPS community, the majority of our commentators are, are good, decent, funny people. And so mm. when there's something like that, they can run with it, mocking the dreadful, awful assholes who pollute so many of our posts. Yes, exactly. So there you are. Who I've now decided are all your sock puppets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're all me. If it, weren't, <laughs> if it weren't for me, you'd have... In fact, if you weren't for me, you'd have three commentators. 
Do you know who our highest paid uh, contributor is to Rock Paper Shotgun now? No. Do you know who gets paid more money per month than anyone else by quite some factor? Don't know who. The Positive Internet Company. Well, that's like saying, um, do you, do, we, we run a shop. Do you know who um, gets paid more than anything else? Well, the huge shop that we rent. That's <laughs> Gosh, what a surprise. I think it's different when it's a website. Not that different. Not that different. With the, the amount of traffic that you're getting, I, I hope. I I hope that you carry on increasing your traffic. I hope you. I hope that PCs doesn't don't suddenly collapse and then this whole thing becomes a white elephant. John, are you sure that you're sure? I, I was told that PCs are going to be dead next year. I think they will be with the new consoles coming out. That's it. That PCs doomed. All these new PCs. I'm sorry, every, new consoles, yes. Every every six to eight years when the new console generation comes out, everyone has to tell everyone else how the PC's doomed. And then the PC seems to be fine again, and then, then we go what, around again. What new consoles? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you genuinely not aware? Well, I know that there is the rubbish Microsoft one, and there was the less than inspiring uh, Sony one, but I'm just thinking, who buys consoles now? Everybody else, most people. Um, Still? Yeah, yeah. So the, Even with their the, phones. People want to walk around with their games. They don't want to sit next to a telly. Well, that's why the Xbox One, as Microsoft has so ingeniously referred to the third Xbox. Yes. Um, everyone has been calling the Xbox, the first Xbox, the Xbox One for the last eight years. Mm. So they thought, I know, let's call it the Xbox One. It was going to be called the Xbox Infinity at one point, which would have been, you know, silly, but far better. Yes. Anyway, so that's they're they're really pushing the TV stuff. So you can run you can run games and split screen and watch telly at the same time, or you can have live fantasy football results appear on you know at the same time as you're watching the TV sports. And they're just trying to make it a really integrated lounge machine. Yes. Uh, whereas it, which is all incredibly stupid. And no one's going to use it. And then Sony are just trying to make a. a quite good games console i've you know for the first time in my life oh i suppose i pre-ordered a wii but so for the second time in my life i've pre-ordered a console because i'm quite i quite like the look of the ps4 mm-hmm. pre-ordered yeah or ordered as we say that's right mm. but you haven't ordered the microsoft one i haven't no no even because it even... looks a disaster yeah. you should you should buy one of their nokia phones to compliment it <laughs> Oh, poor I like the description I saw in one news story about that, which was uh, why, why. So what? You know, the question was why did Microsoft buy Nokia? And it said, well, they were the last two dancing at the party, so they figured they may as well go home together. Well, quite. I thought that was quite a nice description. Effectively, that's what happened, and it was put in place so that it would happen. I mean, Elop was effectively a Trojan horse, brought down the value of Nokia just enough, and then Microsoft gobbled it up in the end, and that was it. But it didn't quite work out how it happened, because what was supposed to happen is Nokia was supposed to shrink rather a lot, but be relatively successful with its Windows phones. But right. it wasn't relatively successful with its Windows phones. Its market share has been collapsing, and it's just bobbling about at 2% or something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, not brilliant. Have you ever used a Windows phone? I haven't. I've seen images of it and all, just, all those lovely tiles swooshing about. Oh. Because that's what so. you want is whacking great tiles, not tiny icons like everyone on earth actually uses. And whacking great tiles with no text, so you have to kind of, that keep flipping, so you have to guess what their function is. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all integrated. The Xbox One console is 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 all tiles like that too, mm. and Windows Eight is all tiles. It's all you know these tiles, tiles. That everyone wants tiles. I want tiles in my bathroom, not on my computer. 
Yeah, sounds like a comment that someone would write to the Telegraph. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Giggler. Yeah, yeah. The giggler. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, for goodness sake, it's been a lovely summer, though, hasn't it? It actually has. Do it you remember has. when we went on our cruise? Yes, I do. I so used. Many, I do. I so know. Many years been, ago, you've been on about four or five other luxury holidays since then. So maybe you don't have the same <laughs> same effect as we do. But do you still find yourself comparing everything to cruise? But uh, I just do that generally in my life anyway. It's like yeah, I, it's like the Gnostics where everything on Earth is is sordid and impermanent, yes. uh, and you compare <laughs> it to the heavenly vision, and you hope one day one day you will be good enough to reascend. <laughs> we are we are cruise gnostics. Exactly, we're gnostics. At the moment, we're living in this kind of fallen realm, <laughs> mostly governed day, by Satan. One day we'll be back on our boat. Yeah, exactly, on our heavenly ship. But until then, you just have to grind through and hope that you don't commit so many sins that you'll be boatless. The other thing I think that makes it even worse is watching. Uh, since we've moved out out of Bath, out of the Bath Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we're no longer getting the. T- we now get proper freeview. I had no idea how good freeview actually was. Oh we, well, we're thinking of giving up Mr. Murdoch and getting freeview instead. Because frankly, why bother? I would. You've got all the channels you need: the Food Network. Well, exactly, and anything else. And that, so you're done. You know, that's all. It is, uh, and, uh, and and if we want to watch any other series as more more quickly, we'll just use one of the services, uh, the, the legal ones. But yes, even yeah, even using the legal ones is still cheaper than a Sky subscription. So there we are. Yeah. Talking talking about that, um, she's made me start to watch the Game of Thrones. Oh, good! I'm glad you're watching it at last. I think you'll like it. I've watched several episodes of it, and I think it's fine. Again, I don't know whether it because it's good or simply because actually. The human mind just needs a bit of narrative and then it's hooked, you know, mm. like, na- like Neighbours. I think, the f- now I've not read the books, Nor have um, I. so I'm kind of coming from that perspective. The first series, I think, was like, it was just a good bit of narrative that hooked you in. And then yeah. at the end, it just, the I'm, end is, I'm, the final I'm, two episodes. I haven't seen the fit. final two episodes. And I'm not going to spoil, I'm not going to spoil anything. I just, you know, everything wraps up and becomes, you're like, wow! And you need series two, quick, quick, quick. And then series two is a much bigger, bolder show. And series three is unbelievable. It's just, it gets to the point of, it's just com- madly compelling in places. Although it's saying that there are a few water treading episodes in both two and three. Mm. like because I was watching them weekly, so I think it'll be good to have them all in a row, so because the water treads don't matter so much. Yes, you can just enjoy all those boobies and bottoms, and then move on to the next one. Excellent. Are you enjoying all the boobies and bottoms? Yes, yes, the boobies and bottoms are fine. There was a recently a um, they were very naughty because they had a, a big lesbian sex scene while one of the male characters was giving some important plot information, and you know you weren't exactly going to be paying attention to the complex speech he was giving, were you? So I think that was a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that scene quite criticised recently. For uh, and there was someone, it was an article complaining about the lack of winkies on the show. There are some winkies. There are, but there are some aren't nearly enough. I think there are enough for me, and certainly no sticky up winkies. You never. No, see but those. that wouldn't be allowed because those are naughty, the naughtiest of all winkies. I'm not sure what the rules are for HBO and Showtime. Whether there's a restriction on sticky up winkies. It seems they to be never general. ever show them. No, but there does seem to be a taboo. But then they made the TV show Hung about a guy with an enormous penis. It was quite, I watched the first season, it was quite good. And they never once show his penis, which is right. a bit pathetic. Well, there you go. That shows you what sort of morass we live in. <laughs> That's right. 
it just highlights it. Well, it's 43 minutes. It's time for this episode to end so they can put the adverts in for the American release. Okay. Heaven high and may you one day be back on boat. <laughs> Amen. And don't forget to uh, follow us uh, at Rum Doings and email us uh, podcast at rumdoings.com. Or go to rumdoings.com and post a comment. We had so many last time that I feel quite overwhelmed. It was difficult to keep up with it, wasn't it? I really do wish... I mean, we don't... Have You You should check the stats, because we don't think... Maybe nobody listens anymore. Yeah, maybe nobody listens anymore. It's so funny how most podcasts are obsessed with their readership, their listener numbers. We haven't even looked for a year. No, not for a year. (laughs) Genuinely. Okay, bye-bye, and email or let us know what you want. Amen. Heaven high!